As you know, the On Farm podcast is brought to you by the team at Seen and Heard PR and Marketing. And I just wanted to remind you about a new initiative that's happening here called On Record. On Record is a project to preserve voices, stories and memories for the future with your very own audio recording. So we're recording memories of rural life. We're travelling around Scotland, working with families and organisations to capture precious voices of family members or staff members or long-serving office bearers to preserve those for posterity and sometimes for historical value. So if you think this project is something that you'd like to be involved in and maybe you have a grandparent or a parent that you'd like to capture on audio while you can, please do get in touch. You can find out more at onrecordmemories.co.uk. So hi, it's Monty again for this episode of On Farm. So we're here on uh, Low Chapel Farm, just off the very busy M6, and this farm belongs to the Dunning family who also own the TB services. Um, and it's very interesting because what we're seeing is, is, is cattle and sheep and native breeds at that, and we're seeing them from the farm to the plate. And right now we're having a look at some cattle. There's some ling, ling cattle in this batch, and we're here with the, the farm team and the, and the butcher. It's really interesting to be on farm to see, you know, the butcher selecting his cattle for the services. I'm Bob Day, I'm farm manager at High Chapel. I have been for 35, 36 years now, and so I run the farm. My name's David Morland. I'm head of butchery at T-Bay Services here. I also looked after the Gloucester Services, butchery department and Cairn Lodge. I'm a fully qualified slaughterman. For 18 years, I'm a fully qualified butcher and I trained at Glasgow Veterinary College to become a fully qualified meat inspector, which I served for 10 years in the south of Scotland. You're quite uh, the man for the meat chain then. You've seen it from all angles. I've seen a lot of it. Yeah, yeah, you see all the good bits, but yeah. there's a lot of bad bits as well. But uh, yeah. And Rosie, do you want to put your name on as well? Yeah, no, I've just, I only started a few weeks ago. So I'm just an assistant to Bob. It'll be really interesting working so closely with Dave. It gives you a, because we're producing really high quality product. It's interesting seeing it all the way through because normally you send them off to market and then they're gone. You don't really know. I've done a few meat boxes, but that's it really. So it's, yes, yeah, so there's a lot to learn, especially with uh, finishing animals as well. It's a thousand acre beef and sheep farm and, and we farm right on the doorstep of the service station. And it's the farm that the Dunning family own the service station. They started out farming this farm and the the service stations came later so there's that really close association and by that you mean the stock from here ends up there either on someone's plate or in in someone's car to take away to their yes all all of the cattle that we produce uh, go up to westmoreland so that's uh, latterly been up to 200 a year is this a ling beast coming yes it is yeah 045 is 14 days off So yeah, so the guys are just putting a hand on the cattle, just basically it's interesting because a butcher doing it, not just a farmer, and he can feel, he can feel what he reckons that carcass is like. Dave, what, what are you doing? You're, you're putting I'll your put hand, hand on the ribs, that'll give you the best indication of its fat classification, carcass confirmation, and then touch the loin, and then you're looking at the back end, so that, that on its ribs tells me that's 4L. 
Okay, and then uh, the firmness on its, on its buttocks. So that, that animal is, is, is pretty much what you're looking for? Yeah. Yeah. That's right. Yeah. That's good, is that? Spot on. <laughs> Obviously, the, the knife line will go from there straight to there on both sides. So as long as that's clear, we're fine. When Dave says clear, he means it's, it's taken off the it's taken off the the, the hair basically because that lifts the, the any feces off at the same time, and it's all to avoid um, fecal contamination of the meat. Especially the tails because we've got a strong um, customer for tails. Oxtail, we can sell oh, a lot of oxtail. Right, okay. So right. It's, it's important we clean the tails. Right. Again, and again, if you go over there, the vet can visually see over the yep. top of the tail, the cap as we yep. call it, he can see that it's been clipped. Gee, you're a lot of customer for the dox tails, you're, make, you're making the most of the whole carcass. Oh yeah, yeah. yeah. The cheeks, yep. the tails. Right. It's the fifth, the fifth offer really, you try and make the most, as I say, great mentor you know, with Mr Dunning, he likes to sell everything. But that's really interesting, because again, we'll have a look at, in, in the service station later, but you know, I would have had it in my mind that people stop and buy, want, either a roast or a steak and that might be it, but they're quite prepared to buy everything then. Well, the first thing was the, um, when we started, it's John Dunning's theory that you've got the footfall. Uh -huh. You know, we've over four million customers uh, every year calling at TB. We've got the footfall. If you've got something there that they want, there's a good chance of selling it. You've got four million customers a year. Yeah. yeah. So this, I mean, that puts a lot in perspective. This farm has got four million customers. Yes, it's fantastic. <laughs> yeah. You know, you stand a chance if you've got that many people coming through, that yes, they're not coming here to buy meat. You stop on the service station for the toilet break and a coffee and away you go. So you've got to have a display and the availability of products that differentiate from somebody else. Yep. Like we keep whole primals and, uh, you know, off the ox cheek, off the oxtails and, and the mutton cuts. So people think, where do you get that from at a dinner party? Oh, we got that at that service station. You know, and, and the word of mouth progresses then and it's, uh, that's how, it, how it's worked. Bob, does it feel special being part of something which, you know, not, not just the farm, but actually working with a team who then turn what you produce on the farm into something that a customer buys. It does feel special. I think we're very lucky insofar as every a lot of farmers, every farm uh, farmer, you're, you're very proud of what you produce off your farm, but you don't get the feedback when you go into the normal commercial market. But we get that instant feedback. We get feedback from Dave as the butcher every Monday, and he comes with the great stories of, of customers who've liked our, our, our meat and who've come back for return customer and that sort of thing. So uh, we're very fortunate to have that. So this is a Ling beast here, Bob? This is a Ling, yeah. 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 678 live weight. 678 is, it feels like a 4L to me. It's a good, it's a good solid finish, yeah. isn't it? Yeah. So when you look at the uh, Ling there, you've got a good straight top line from the top of the shoulder straight through the tip of the tail. Um, you've got that good straight line. Not a big belly. Firm in the brisket. What they like to call the rugby ball, the brisket between the front legs, it's called the rugby ball. Yeah. Which, if it looks like a rugby yeah. ball, you've got the right <laughs> fatness yeah. on it. Yeah. But look, you're looking down there, you've got that it's, straight through. He's thick right through, isn't he? He's thick straight through, is that? A good, good solid beast. Very good bullet. Yeah. I love that. It's from my um, young farmer days, and we used to do stock judging, and we'd be taught to look at an animal and give a set of reasons as to you know why that animal was better than that one and whatever. And, but it's interesting to get from, from Dave there standing looking at 
are based on the hoof, as it were, and, and him looking at it and assessing just with his eye and his hand how it's going to be on the hook, what the carcass is going to be like and how, you know, how that's going to be when he, when he puts his art of butchery into it. We're here in Cumbria and we were on a farm, Selkirk, in the borders today and, you know, all the hills between, between here and there, you know, in the past it would all have been territory for Galloway cattle and, and then the sort of, maybe then the blue greys and things, but, you know, these, 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 these things have maybe sadly kind of fallen out of, out of trend, um, but the, the, the truth of the matter is they probably just couldn't keep up with what we demanded of them. Whereas a ling, is it maybe more of a, like, it's a, it's almost a modern replacement for those breeds, isn't it? I think you're exactly right, yes, because a ling is a ling's giving um, the modern finisher that, that size, and, and it's also an animal that, that responds very well to additional feed, yep. whereas some of these other traditional cattle, whilst they'll eat the feed, you don't get that that benefit in weight to... to uh, yeah. To, to pay for that feed that you've yeah. put put in, but I think all of these traditionals, uh, Ling included, I think their time is coming more so than ever. I think because because now with the subsidy coming off, direct payments coming off these hill farms, and it won't be replaced to that degree because that subsidy money is going to be going to more to the lowland areas where they can get more bang for the buck down there. Because upland guys, we're already doing as much as we can in the environmental side of things, so. So we're going to have to have these cattle, the lings and others that are more self-sufficient. You know, the way I would look at this is you would have had Galloways or you would have had Blue Greys, but in a way they're expensive to finish and they're not, you know, whilst they're cheap, efficient cows to keep, they're expensive to finish and they don't give you and Dave what you need to put, you know, they don't always easily give you what you need to put in no. the service station there. No, that's true. Whereas the ling cattle, they're cheap, they're efficient, they're converting forage, roughage. They're doing your job on yes. stewardship ground. Yes, and you get, and you you get, get that size at the end, and, and you, you, get, you get, the get them finished. Piece. You get yeah. them, you get them finished off grass or off grass and very little else, and then you get that weight of carcass at the end. But you're still getting all of those traits that you get from other traditional animals. You're getting that eating quality and that look. As a little bonus of this episode of On Farm, um, we've been invited in to see behind the scenes at the, and I'm going to say world famous, but certainly famous uh, throughout the UK TB services and we're getting a look we've gone in through the, 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 the door of the butcher's office and we're going to have a look um, and have a wee look at all what happens here we're in the hands of Dave Moreland who's the head of butchery here right boys you're going to go in there and you think what's going on here okay so catering last week came to us uh, regarding the Christmas uh, offer on the on the and the catering in the restaurants and they want 20,000 pigs in blankets making before the mid-November. So when we go in there, you'll think you're going to see uh, meat being boned up, but actually they're on pigs in blankets. They like to do about 3,000 in, in a batch. 20,000 pigs in blankets. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Right, so here we are, guys. This is some serious pigs in blankets production. We've got five guys in a, uh, four guys on the line. Here. We've got Mark, Ryan, Dean and Joyce. Who's found herself a perch? <laughs> are, are you comfy there, Joyce? You're roughly on about 60 a tray, is that right? About 60 a tray. How long have you been on for now? About three. minutes. An hour. An hour. So you've got six, 23. 
Nearly 31 trays. <laughs> 1,800 pigs in blankets. Yeah, 1,800. Come on, Joyce. You're so how many how many portions is that? If, if, if someone gets a Christmas lunch in here, what is it? Two pigs in blankets on a plate? It's something like that, yeah. Um, or, or they'll also do these um, little tubs with uh, six pigs in blankets in. Uh, we're selling the made-to-go uh, area. And does that, how does that work then? So people, you know, I, I, I'm thinking of this as a, as a service station and people are stopping for lunch and what have you, but you're getting a lot of customers for your meat and for everything else here who are maybe going on on holiday or whatever and they're taking, you know, so they're going on a Christmas holiday to a cottage somewhere and they're coming in here and they're buying the ingredients and taking it away to yeah. cook. Is that how it works? Yeah, Yeah, it's, it's, it's quite it's quite interesting how it, how it does work because our northbound side, you'll find the more smaller sales are over on north because people are going into Scotland on holiday. So if they're going in a caravan or camping or a holiday let, they'll buy their bacon, the sausages, and maybe a steak and, and smaller items. But on the way back, they maybe liked it, so they're doubling up to take home to the freezer. And you get a lot of people, big spends with, as Dean runs our counter here on South, you'll get full ribs of beef, Dean, won't you? Full legs of mutton. Yeah, start coming in and buying the stuff for Christmas as well. So yeah, we've just noticed now that people are getting ready for Christmas. But you see, it's, because when they're going north, they know they're going into Scotland, they know they're going to get good meat up there anyway, so they don't need to stock up. Is that it? They're going south, they need to buy in here. Well, I think we're outnumbering you now, <laughs> so... Uh, <laughs> Certainly outnumbered by pigs and blankets. Yeah, we do a lot of lawn sausage, by the way. We make a very good lawn sausage. We do a, lot, a real lot of lawn sausage. We sold loads today. Absolutely yeah. loads. How many loads. sticks you sold today? Um, we could have sold six or seven sticks. Yeah, about two kilo in a stick. Yeah. Is it two, two and a half kilo in a stick? Thank you, guys. Thank you. So, we're coming to our main fridge here, gents. Out of 36 lambs, this is what's left. Uh, one, two, three, four, five sets of shoulders and three sets of legs. So, talk us through that. That's You were on farm with Bob Monday last week. Yeah. And you chose 36 lambs. Yeah and they went to Cartmel to the yeah. abattoir there, came back here, you've butchered them, on Thursday. You've, you've retailed them, etc. from Thursday onwards. Yeah. So, so this is, we're, we're here on Monday, so by yeah. Monday you've sold the best part. Monday lunchtime, yeah. that's all that's left. That's you've got a few saddles there. Yeah. So by the week these will go, no problem. How I describe this is a smarty count. So every Monday we have a smarty count. Okay, so you've got a full carcass. You empty your Smarties out, it e em demonstrates each cut off the carcass. So you've got your reds, your yellows, your greens will sell easily. But what you do with your browns and your, yeah. your non-popular ones, because you've got to sell them yeah. as well, because it's a whole package. So if you want to make your mark, you've got to sell all the colours of the Smarties. So we call these shoulders, the legs, different colours of Smarties. So when I come in on a Monday morning, I want a Smartie count. So this applies in our whole category to the cattle and to sheep and to the pigs. Yep. Pigs are pretty easy basically because they're not as expensive and you can put them into sausage and still make a good margin. But on lambs and cattle, especially the beef, you don't want to be downgrading that product, degrading it. Uh, you want to keep yep. that value or else your whole carcass butchery is gone, you've lost it. So we're looking at these, um, what have we got? Seven shoulders of lamb, two sets of leg. Okay, and then when you look at the cattle, what we've got on our smarty count? There's some uh, sirloins we've got hanging. We've got 
hinds off our cattle. Nice shape these, nice high grade cattle. Um, I love the colour, I love just that. That's the colour. Wee, wee bit of fat cover, just well, a nice bit of fat cover. That colour, it's a healthy colour as I call it. It's not, it's not white like a bull beef, it's not really yellow like cow beef. That's healthy, like a, a really light cream. And that's what people are looking for. That's healthy, healthy beef is that. So we've got link carcass here, yeah? Yeah. That's just a, it's just slightly got an R. It borderline O plus an R. Uh, but it's fine, there's plenty there. There's plenty in the top side there, there's plenty in the silver side. There's a bit of length in there. It's not too big, it's only 359 is that, key, that, one, that, that body of beef. So you get some nice steaks out of there. Especially, I like selling sirloin on the bone, T-bones, things like that, you know, rib eyes. You sell a set of ribs at the right to size, it, it, it helps with the customs. And again, customers looking at you know when they see that boned out and we'll go and see it the yeah we're going to go and see it in the shop but you know just the, the, the color and the story that it's 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 a, it's a native breed and it's yeah. and it's and it's ling and it's this and it's that they love that as well yeah. the most obvious question is do you think the customers appreciate that all this effort but the the, the most obvious answer is they obviously do they would they come back do they, they come back in time again that's, that's a difficult answer really we we don't have that many regular customers weekly yeah. but we have them uh, uh, monthly yeah. you know your sales reps and things like that yeah. and they want to know more about these how comes yours taste different and that's when you get to educate people yeah. because they want to know it's no good standing there on a pulpit trying to tell people if they're looking at the clock saying i need to be in manchester in hours can you just serve me and let me go you know you want to, people coming back and asking what's the difference yeah. or why is that fat yeah. color like that and then you can, you know, they, they are worth spending time with. So, this mate here is going retail, but it's also going through your own restaurant as well, is that right? Yeah, it yeah. goes into, and we supply all the pie meat uh, for the business. Uh, the sausage, sausage roll mix is all mixed here. Um, so, yeah, we, we supply the majority. Of, any, any meat in the catering is, yeah. is from us. And that includes the hotel, Reggae Discovery Centre, down at the truck stop. The truck stop's great for us because what we can't sell here, you know, likes of offal, lamb liver. Right. Truckers love lamb liver. Right, right. Okay. So we send it down to the truck, truck right. stop. You know what I mean? Anything we yeah. can't shift. Yeah. Yeah. And then truckers are just looking for a nice, wholesome, yeah, yeah. homemade meal. Yeah. You know what I mean? But, but you know, we, we can be called um, expensive, but who you're comparing us with. You know, what we do is above and beyond what I know anybody else. I don't know anybody else who does what we do. Yeah. Um, so yes, it comes at a cost because we want to go that extra mile to ensure our customers have that um, enjoyable eating experience. And you, you go that extra mile and you use like Ling cattle because they give you that raw material to go the extra mile. The Ling cattle are one of the cattle that, that, that fits the bill. Yeah. Yeah. The slow maturing, that they're good to handle with. And ultimately, when they're hanging up here like this, yeah. you know, it's a great carcass and it does, it does exactly what you need it to do. Yeah. So here, Monty, we're looking at our retail offer. So this uh, is the retail butchery counter? This is the retail butchery counter in our farm shop. Now, what we're looking at here, Monty, is we like to keep primals whole yep. as much as we can uh, because we don't, we want to... When you say whole, I mean, look at that rib. Yeah. Look at that rib roast. Yeah. That's amazing, yeah. isn't it? 
It's a four rib roast at the back. This is a five rib roast. Now, people say you don't get a five rib roast, but what we do is when we side our beef, we go up and cut it between the 10th and 11th rib as opposed to the 9th and 10th. So that's where the extra rib comes from, out of the sirloin, not out of the chuck. Um, so we like to keep things whole, so the customer is complete control in what they're buying. So if they want a joint, um, you know, for, for six people or ten people or just for two, we, we just put the knife on it and cut it to exactly what they want. Will you get a lot of customers coming through here who will be, you know, going on holiday, big family group, maybe going to a holiday house somewhere or whatever and, and take, you know, something like that because that's ideal for them. You feed the whole family, yeah. that's their, their, yeah. their holiday Sunday roast type thing. Yeah, Yeah, you're looking at dinner, dinner parties yeah. or, or yeah. family yeah. occasions, yeah. Christmas, Easter, yeah. birthdays, etc. And so as you can see, our sirloins are kept whole, yeah. uh, your T-bones are very popular, your ribeyes, because you, you get somebody who wants theirs an inch thick or half an inch thick. I mean, a Ling, yeah. a Ling T-bone steak. Yeah. I, I don't know if, obviously, <laughs> so obviously listeners can't uh, see this, but we're, I mean, this is, this is in the butcher's counter, but I'm drooling. I'm drooling looking at that. I don't know, producer Dave's not starring in this episode, but he's drooling as well. He's <laughs> <laughs> alive. Yeah, so like I say, the, the, so the, sorry, madam. So we've got the, the lamb leg section there, all yeah. the lamb. We've got the pork there, what's left of it. You remember, this is a Monday now, the skirt, beef skirt. Beef, beef skirt, Dave. There's two types of beef skirt. One's a diaphragm, off a diaphragm, and the other one is the goose skirt out of the flank. Okay. Yeah, so that can be cut, that can be sliced and it called the brevet steak but again this is this is what i mean about you're making them you, you were saying earlier you're making the most of the carcass yeah so you're getting yeah so your lamb you know like i say the presentation of the lamb Even yeah racks of lamb Perfect. lovely yeah. covering of fat yeah. look how uniform yeah. they are you know as i say the 36 lambs they're more or less uniformed you will get so you see the bigger legs yeah. i was talking about the bigger yeah. lambs the yeah. smaller lambs yeah. well we've got to cater for different yeah. types of customers yeah. And we can do that with the lamb. Then we've got the mutton section here, uh, which is uh, the, the mutton Herdwick shearling, which is uh, a really popular cut. And again, that just allows you to take like native breeds and, and make the most of them. Because yeah. a Herdwick lamb is, isn't the same animal as a, as a Herdwick no. mutton animal, is it? No, you know? no. Well, your Herdwick lambs are slow producers, uh, maturers. Yeah. And, you know, where we're situated here, we're, we're nearly a thousand foot above sea level. And we're just right next door to the Lake District. And so these lambs are born on the Lake District fells. We go to a farm and we draw the lambs in, in, in sort of uh, end of October when they've been brought in off the fell. We'll take them back to the farm, then we'll run them along. Uh, as she, then when they're sheared and they start shooting the teeth, yeah. and then we'll start bringing them in here as mutton. Look at them Barnsley chops. Oh, fantastic. Two, four, six Barnsley chops, uniform. Yeah. Packs, yeah. packs of mints for the family. Yeah. Yeah, all them sausages. This is, I mean, really great to see. What, what an interesting exercise to go with someone like yourself from the farm, and then come and see, you know, the back room there, and yeah. and, and, and and how you're, you know, you're butchering, and then see this, and it's busy. You know, yeah. what what time are we after four on a on a Half Monday afternoon? And it's it's, it's busy. Oh yeah. Yeah, but you're busy all the time. Yes, it's steady away. It's steady. Yeah. It's no good for us when it's too busy, because when it's busy, people see queues and you know they're in a rush, can't be bothered. We're not a nice, steady flow of customers, and uh, if you look at the range, you know you're on about people going on holidays. So there's breakfast packs there, there's uh, sausage and black pudding packs. You know, there's we're catering for them people who are 
or then there's the bigger GFR packs with uh, you know 10 and 12 chops in or a kilo of lawn sausage. There's uh, value packs, the mints, pack of five. I'm just, I, I, again, it's all about, you know, I, I, we heard from Bob earlier how it feels special to have that feedback from yourself via the, you know, from yeah. the customers via yourself onto the farm every yeah. week. It's, it's, it's great. And, and to be able to, you know, look at a ling beast going through the crush, get it through the process, kill it, you know, get it here, put it on a counter, and the following week you're back yeah. there saying... Yeah. how that was received yeah. basically yeah so them guys i've got in there the lads producing the pigs in blankets johnny yeah my decision an hour ago affects that display yep. if my decision isn't correct on on on, on picking the the, cat, the cattle and the lambs that affects their display yeah. the yeah. visual aspect yeah. of that display is not there it needs to be consistent so that's what i'm challenged with this might be a bus loading, there's some, some elderly customers here, but they'll be just picking up a pack of sausages yep. or, or a little bit of stewing yep. steak or, you know, but we've got to cater for everybody. And the people who you think will spend, you know, as we call them, the pink corduroy boys yeah. who come up making all the noise, they'll go away with a pound of mince. <laughs> the little fella behind them with a donkey jacket on says nothing, they want six T-bones and a leg of lamb. <laughs> Them's the boys we want. Them's the boys. And, and, and why should you discriminate against them? They're, they're brilliant, you know, that's the, we, we'll cater for anybody. But you reckon, did I hear this right, and you can put it in your words, but do you say something like four million customers a year coming through? The footfall at TB is about four million customers who, who come into the services, yeah. That's incredible. Yeah. yeah. But you know, it is a service station on yeah. a busy motorway. Uh -huh. yeah. So, you know, they're coming in for, usually you come in a service station for a toilet break or, um, or a coffee. You see, Dean's come out the back now because we've got a few customers who come out. He's in charge of this counter, Dean. So he's the first one to tell me if, if a carcass isn't right. <laughs> and he's rightly so, rightly yeah. so. Yeah. Yeah. So just, just for our sake, come back to the, to the beef oh. and just talk through, yeah. sorry, talk through, you know, how when someone comes to buy where is it the rib roast there yeah the roll rib, roll rib beef. Yeah. yeah you know that from what we saw earlier your years of experience and your experience here you know that's what you want to put on this counter therefore yeah. you know what you want to select at the farm yeah exactly you just said you you picked up on before about the color of the fat and we talked about healthy looking fat mm -hmm. and not too yellow not too pale looks bully and enough of it and uh, you get that marbling through that. Can you see the marbling yeah, in there, yeah, guys? Yeah. That comes with the healthy, well, good welfare, food miles, you know, and, and everything that goes with it. I mean, that, that sirloin there with the marble right, yeah. right through it. Yeah. You know, this is, again, you know, for the listeners, this is not a, a sirloin with your, your kind of half inch of, of fat around it and then a bit of red uh, meat. This is your, your nice, nicely trimmed fat around the edge and then a nice marble right through that's the meat right. and the marble's where the flavour is am I yeah, right that's, that's yeah, where the flavour yeah, is the cooking process yeah, yeah. the marble's where the flavour is yeah. but visually you've got to have something on this counter that's visual yeah. because there's people still coming here for the first time and they look at you thinking what are you doing this is a motorway service what are you doing with a butcher's counter in here yeah. and uh, you know you've got to tempt them in so you've tempted enough I can't believe how busy <laughs> it is at the moment yeah 
just to give us a feel, where, where are we going now? We're going into the... We're just going to have a look at the restaurant. I just this is the restaurant. It's, it's, it's yeah. hot. Yeah, it's quite busy. It's quite busy now. I just want to show you what, uh, what meats we put onto the hot plate. Uh, we're looking from a distance. This is where we do our Sunday carp section here. So yesterday, I, this is where I was carving the meat there. Involved in carving the meat. Yes, as well. uh, I offered one week when they were short, and it seems to be. Uh, so you had a big, a big roast of ling beef or whatever, and you were at it with a. Yeah. So <laughs> today's favour becomes tomorrow's task, basically. Um, yeah, yeah. But, uh, beef went very well yesterday, What's but the lamb's good. Red dragon pie. Lots of vegetarian. Oh, right. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Don't ask me what's in it. So if you look there, what we've got on. The, the, yeah, the yeah. pies there, that's, they're the steak pies, yeah. which is our meat from us. Then you've got the sausage there, then you've got the sani, obviously, the, the mints yeah. from us. Um, then you've got more pies down here. Our famous sausage rolls. But as a business, we're selling between eight and 10,000 a week of them. Sausage rolls? Yeah. <laughs> the beef burgers there, hand-pressed in our butchery. It's, it's, yeah, the scale is inc incredible to see it all. We've nothing to hide, because this is what we do. We're not false in any way that we, do, we, we say we're doing something we don't. You know, what I'm showing you is what we do. And you can clearly see where the path from that, them cattle are coming oh, from. Absolutely. Right through to here, right through to the restaurant. You know, the, the, it's a clear path. I, I, think it's, I think it's an incredible story and it's, it's just nice that, that, that Ling Cattle can play a part of the story. What a treat that was to spend time at TB with the head of butchery, Dave, and earlier in the episode, also Bob and Rosie on the farm. It's an impressive operation and they make really good use of the traditional native bred animals, including Ling Cattle, as we heard. For me as a farmer, it was so interesting to get a close-up insight into what Dave the Butcher looks for on his weekly farm visits. Many thanks to the Ling Cattle Society. This is the second of two episodes we've made with their support. So do go back and check out episode one, last week's episode, when we visited a farm in the borders to see how Ling Cattle can be wintered and finished on nothing more than grass. The On Farm Podcast is produced by our team at Seen and Heard. We're the rural PR and marketing specialists. We can make podcasts for you and about your business, and of course can help with the full range of comms and marketing needs you might have. So please get in touch anytime to speak with myself or Anna, one of our colleagues. As you know, we often like to give a podcast of the week recommendation, because we know how tricky it can be to find new podcasts you like. This week's podcast is one from down south, covering England and Wales, but the themes are relevant and it's presented by a friend of On Farm, rural business consultant Alan Jones. You'll find it anywhere you get podcasts, just search for Rural Business Uncovered. And lastly, if you've enjoyed this episode of On Farm, please share it, recommend us to a friend, put it on social media, let us know on Twitter or Facebook that you've listened You'll find us at on underscore farm UK. So right, that's it from me for this week. Bye for now.